Welcome, and thank you for listening to this episode of Leaps and Bounds. I'm your host, Tom Bash, and I'm thrilled to be bringing you conversations with some of the most successful CEOs, sales leaders, and home improvement professionals. When I started in this industry 20 years ago, tearing off roofs, I had no idea about what went into making a home improvement business successful. Now, having met with thousands of contractors, helping them adopt technology, and watching them grow, I'm excited to invite them on to share what's made them successful, what they're doing today to stay ahead of their competition, and the advice they have for others. On today's show, I'm joined by Peter DeVellis, co-owner of Right Window. Peter and his partner Ted started Right Window in 2009 and came out of the gate sprinting. After some stabilization in the business, they made a concerted effort to work on the business as opposed to in it. They focused on building the right team, the culture, and empowering their employees. They place a strong focus on the customer experience and strive to deliver on that promise every day. Listen as we discuss how they go about hiring the right people, what they do to maintain their culture, and what kept him up at night. We'll also discuss his vision for the company, how he plans to get there, and why he's so bullish on having the right systems and processes in place. Well, I'm excited to get this show started, so let's go. Hey, Peter, welcome to the show. Good afternoon, Tom. How are you? Doing great, doing great. Uh, you know, I always love to start these shows out by by really understanding uh, how folks got into this industry. You know, I stumbled into it as a summer job, started tearing off roofs, and you know, I look back twenty plus years later, and here I am, you know, still in the industry. And uh, so, I always think it's neat to to understand how people got into it. Uh, I know you and I had been talking before. I told you, you know, I've got a five year old daughter and a three year old son, and my daughter wants to be everything from an astronaut to a hairdresser to uh, gosh, what was the thing the latest day? Uh, a chef. She wants to be a chef. And, uh, you know, I think it's interesting, right? We, we often don't know what we want to do or what we want to become. And it usually like chooses us, <laughs> uh, but love to kind of hear your background and, and, you know, how you got started in this industry. So back in, uh, it was 2006, I was looking for an opportunity and, um, I became part of, uh, the window world family. I actually, bought a window world operation here in the Boston marketplace. Yeah. And it was window world of Boston, which still exists, but I have no affiliation with it anymore, obviously. But, um, my partner, Ted, he owned the window world up in, um, New Hampshire. And when I was getting into the business, he was the first person I talked to went to visit with him and take a look at his operation just to get a feel for what I was getting myself into. And I had, I had no prior experience in the, window replacement or the home improvement industry. But I did own a couple few businesses before that, which I had sold one in a public offering back in 96 and then another business back in um, the early 2000s. So I was looking for my next opportunity, but I was, you know, I was north of 40 at that point or just closing in on it. So I was taking my time and I had to be really careful because uh, you don't get too many bites at the apple, unfortunately. And I didn't want to make a mistake. So I ended up um, doing my due diligence met with him and uh, bought the window world here in Boston and then um, operated that for a couple few years. Um, and then in, in the meantime, I had become very friendly with Ted. We were, uh, we talk every day because, you know, when you're, when you, when you're on your own business, you're kind of at the top, not that at the top, but you know, you don't have a lot of people to lean on or you don't have a lot of people you can talk to, you know, right. passionate ideas or, or try to get, you know, figure things out. So basically, we developed a really close relationship at a professional level, as well as becoming good friends. And, um, you know, Window World was kind of, you know, 
we, we weren't a good fit. Let's put it that way. It was like oil and water. And uh, so we ended up having a parting of the ways and uh, we exited our window world um, agreements and licenses. And then we ended up moving and created the right window brands. And we both did that simultaneously and, you know, combined our organization. And then we created right window of greater Boston, which services, you know, most of Southern New Hampshire, Eastern Massachusetts and parts of Southern Southeastern Mass and into the Cape area. And, um, and this was back in 2000, summer 2009. So that's when the right window brand was created. And uh, ever since then, we've, uh, you know, we had, we, we came right out of the box, very strong. We were very fortunate back then. There was the 30% uh, tax credit for energy efficiency windows. And, right. uh, you know, we thought we were that all, we thought we were all that in a bag of chips because we came right out of the box really strong. And for two and a half years, we were kicking ass and taking names. I hate to say it, but we were like, we thought it was all about us. And then uh, tax credit went away and all of a sudden things started to stabilize, I should say. That's probably the best term. And, um, you know, we did a lot of reflecting and figured out where we needed to take this business and we got real serious about it. And one of the things that we are constantly in doing is we're always educating ourselves. We're always trying to make ourselves better. Uh, part of our value system, you know, we got the RITE, the right value system, respect, integrity, teamwork, excellence. And um, with excellence, it's we do it better. So we're always trying to figure out, you know, how we can improve the customer experience, how we can make it a better place for our employees to work, um, make them more productive, more efficient, give them more job satisfaction. So that's, you know, that that's kind of where we started. And, you know, today we're going to do this year north of $20 million, give or take. And, uh, you know, we're pretty excited about that. You know, I think our first year in business, we did, you know, first full year, we did like maybe three and a half in, in 2009. And then, which was kind of a half a year, it wasn't really a full year. And then I think 2010, we ended up doing five. And then, you know, we've, we've been, we've managed to grow every year, at least, you know, 20 to 25 or 30%, you know, compounded annually. Um, and primarily in windows and doors, you know, we dabbled in siding for a little bit, got out of that. Not, we didn't like that business very much. Um, we do roofing and uh, right now we're doing, uh, we're in the bath business. So we're doing replacement baths through BCI. That's great. You know, I'm, I'm getting uh, closer and closer to 40 every day. So you made me think for a minute, like uh, how many more shots do I have? Right. <laughs> yeah. You know, it's, it's, uh, it's, it's a wake up call. Yeah, no, that's great. It sounds like the business has been really successful and that's, that's really great. We've been very fortunate. It comes, comes with a lot of hard work, you know, a lot of mistakes. Um, we try to learn from other people's mistakes, but we also learn from our own. Try not to say make, make the same mistake twice. But, um, you know, our, our goal is to constantly improve the business, improve our people, improve the customer experience, and just make it a, you know, our, a, give, give our customers the wow factor. Um, you know, because at the end of the day, uh, you know, you're remembered for what you did on the install. Um, that's really important to us. Um, you know, the goal is obviously, you know, seamless, uneventful, clean, organized, professional, good communication. Um, without that, you know, if the customer doesn't have a good experience in installation day, I don't care how good you sold it. I don't care how good the window is. But if the installation day was a fiasco or it went sideways for whatever reason, that's all they remember. And, you know, as we all know with the Internet today, everyone's got a, a soapbox to jump out, you know, and, and, and basically share their experience. So we're very conscious of, 
you know, the quality of uh, the customer experience that we provide on a, on a consistent daily basis. Yeah, that's great. What what would you attribute that growth to over the last, uh, what, 11, 12 years? What do you, you think has been the key driver of that? So one of the things we learned years ago from um, some of the smarter people in this business, um, predictable outcomes. And one of the ways you do that is you have to have good systems and processes in place. And, you know, because if you just send sales guys out there with a price sheet and say, hey, good luck, have a nice day, and, uh, you know, go make stuff, something happen, you know, it's not about it's not about you, the company, it's more about the sales guy. And that's, you know, we've learned that, you know, when you have sales guys that are all over the place, um, you know, you get some high performers, you get some low performers, and a couple few in between, um, you're not going to get predictable outcomes. And when you're spending marketing dollars in this in this environment, um, you know, you can be paying anywhere from 350 to $500 per lead, you know, depending on the source. Um, you know, each, each lead is valuable. You know, every lead is precious. And in order for you to maximize your opportunity, you've got to make sure that when that lead is run and demoed, that they are getting, you know, an outstanding and excellent, you know, sales experience, um, which will result in, you know, a sale. And obviously, you know, we all, we all know in this business, you know, you're selling anywhere from 30 to 40% consistently if you're doing it right. Um, so you want that predictable outcome. You want a NSLI, we call it an ADL, average dollar per lead. Um, you get that predictable number. It's like, okay, now I, I can work with that. So if I get X amount of leads, I know I sell, you know, X amount of leads for X amount of dollars per average deal. You know, you know exactly where you're going to be. And if you can control your costs on the other side, you know, the labor the installation and your overhead, you know, you can be right where you're supposed to be in this business. And it took us took us like three or four years to really perfect the model. You know, we started with our financials and getting that in order. Then we started with, um, you know, we brought a sales director in and, um, you know, we worked with uh, a sales consulting organization for about a year and a half and really built a foundation that would allow us to deliver consistently a certain ADL and a certain close rate that could support everything else. So we kind of we reverse engineered it. What do you need? How do you need to get there? And that was one of the ways we figured out how to do it. So processes and systems. We we live in we live in we eat, sleep, and breathe them around here. Everything has a process or a system attached to it. From the minute you touch us, the phone call, all the way to you know post installation follow up. Yeah, everything makes, in between. That makes a lot of sense um, and and certainly helpful. So as you're you, you've obviously uh, brought on. I imagine brought on and probably like, Oh, people in these last 12 years, what are some of the things you look for when you're bringing on new employees? So we, we have a mantra around here and we hire, um, positive, productive, and professional, uh, because we, we rely so much on our systems and our processes. Um, it allows us to take a person as long as they have those attributes and they get good common sense. They're likable. They're, they're easygoing. They mesh well with the team. Um, we'll pretty much teach everybody how to do everything. Um, you know, for example, uh, you know, if you if you stepped into our call center, you know, you might have call center experience in the past, um, but our call center is like no other. Um, we're, we we feel very confident. We get a lot of compliments from um, from our clients or prospects that uh, when we call you, we feel like we're actually talking to a human being. You know, it's not it's it, as much as it's a script. It's not a script. It's a process. And 
we talk to people like human beings, like you'd want to be talked to. Um, you know, same with our sales process, you know, no high binder approach, no fake drops. Um, everything is, you know, the price we give you today is the price that's going to be tomorrow. Um, so we, you know, it's more of a cultural thing. We value our culture significantly around here. We think it's really important. Um, so when people do come on, they get a vibe. The building has a vibe. Um, each, each group has its own, you know, unique vibe. And uh, that's what we look for. So positive, productive, and professional. You, you, those are your three, three qualifications. And then obviously, you know, you need some basic skills. But, you know, if you, if you can learn, we will teach you. Yeah, it's a highly replicable model. Yeah, no, sounds like it. What What are some of the things that you do or that the company does, I guess, to ensure uh, that that culture remains what it is and what's, uh, you know, kind of what you've built it to be? Yeah, so, you know, one of the things we do every day, every every group or, or, or every area, as well as all the, um, you know, the, the executive team, you know, my director of production, my director of sales, my call center director, uh, our CFO, we basically... Um, 10 o'clock every morning, we have what we call is a daily huddle. And we outline, uh, it's about anywhere between 10 and 20 minutes, average is about 15, give or take. And, um, you know, we literally go through the, the, the pipeline, start at the top, the call center, you know, what was yesterday, what kind of, how many demos did we set? How many did we sit? Uh, did we, you know, did we see, um, how many raw leads did we get? We go through the KPIs. Anybody have a stuck point, um, you know, got a difficult situation here. I got an employee I'm having a problem with, or I got a customer issue that I've never seen or heard from before, something like that. Um, and we go through, you know, the marketing side, the sales side, the production side, and the financial side. So, and that, that, that happens five days a week, 10 o'clock every morning. If you don't have to be here, if you have to call in because you're on the road or you're with the client or you're stuck in something, um, that's fine too. But it, it, that, that is the, the Bible around here. It's like, it's like going to church 10 o'clock every morning. Yeah. Yeah. What, uh, you know, as we, I'm going to knock on wood as we come out of this, you know, pandemic and, and this whole COVID-19, uh, crisis, like what, what is that taught your, yourself, the business and what have you learned throughout this experience? Well, when COVID hit back in March of last year, um, you know, going, getting back to the culture thing, um, you know, we were kind of, we were having a lot of fun. Um, you know, when you're growing, you got to keep your people engaged. You got to keep, keep them motivated. And, uh, we had actually just, uh, gotten back from Mexico the entire, we took the entire company to Mexico back in February of, uh, last year, 2019. And, um, you know, we'd planned that trip for like six months or so. And, uh, it was just one of those things that, you know, between that we have barbecues, cookouts, um, you know, obviously all that stuff has disappeared over the last, you know, 12 or 13 months. We just didn't, don't have the ability to do that anymore because you can't bring a lot of people together in a regular, you know, in a, in a, in a space, so to speak. Um, that's something we're really looking forward to getting back on track. Um, you know, once we can put people in a, in a room or in a, in a building or at an outdoor event, um, we think that's really important. It's, you know, it's, it's one of the things that we, getting people outside the box, outside the day-to-day -day routine and putting them in a different environment, uh, just connecting with them on a social level, let them work with their counterparts. You know, how many companies, you know, the left hand doesn't know what the right hand's doing because they don't talk to people or they don't, um, they don't really know. And those type of events, those type of situations, you know, allow people to interact and, and just at a different level. 
more of a social, you know, level as opposed to a professional level. So, but when, you know, that hopefully will come back to us maybe this summer, give or take. We're looking forward to that. Um, with regards Absolutely. to COVID, it's been, an, it's been a, you know, obviously it's been a tremendous benefit to our industry. How many people are just spending money in their homes right now? Um, everybody's focused on, you know, their house, upgrading their house because they're spending so much time in it. You know, it's, it's um, you know, as, as much as we all hate it, it's been the best thing ever to happen in this industry, in my opinion. But, yeah, no, and I, I've heard see how long things. the ride lasts. Right, right. I, I've heard I've heard similar things from other other contractors, and also seen you know just anecdotally, uh, uh, you know, the home improvement industry has has, has sort of benefited from it. Uh, where where do you see the where do you see the company in in you know, I'll say like three to five years, but also maybe even just ten years down the road. You know, you've you've had good growth. What what are you going to yeah, do? Yeah, no, we're 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 committed to growing. We're committed to um, you know, we, we've been growing at an annualized twenty to thirty percent compounded every year. Um, you know, this year it's you know it was unanticipated growth. Obviously, you know, throughout two thousand nineteen, when you take two and a half months off, two months off. You know, we lost eight weeks of sales and eight to 10 weeks of production this time last year. You know, we had a banner year last year. We're having a banner year this year. Um, you know, we, we, we see continued growth. Will it grow this fast for this long? You know, I, who's got a crystal ball? But we feel confident that if you're doing all the fundamentals, you know, you're marketing right, you're spending the right mix on getting leads, you're, you're, you're doing your training, you're doing your, all your, all your push-ups, so to speak. There's no reason it can't continue, you know, at the same pace. Um, you know, that's how that's how we see it. We see ourselves in, uh, you know, three to five years, three years, well north of thirty million. In five years, north of forty, closing it on fifty, depending on how you know some of our other divisions do and take off. Um, so we're quite confident that you know, and this is all in one location. This is one market. We only have one one market that we um, trade in, which is the greater Boston market. So we think that's, you know, we're, we're not a big fan of right now of opening locations all over the Northeast, you know, whether it's upstate New York or went down to Connecticut, or we have no interest in doing that. Um, you know, I was at a conference a year or two ago, year and a half ago, and there was a gentleman there, 30, 40 years in the business, bought and sold companies. And we we're having a conversation with him and he said, for every, uh, for every hundred miles you go away from your base, you know, you just compound your problems exponentially um, from a management standpoint and sure. you lose control. And, you know, one of the things that we are very focused on is our reputation, you know, brand management, call it what you want. We think that having a, um, you know, a, a brand that people, you know, when they hear it, it's like, oh yeah, you got to call these guys. You know, it's like, there's nobody else to call this, you know, call right window right now. And, um, you know, if you're thinking about, you know, upgrading your house for windows, doors, bath, roof, whatever. And um, so we're, we're, you know, we, we want to focus on that because if we had a bunch of locations in a bunch of different markets, we don't think we'd have, you know, it'd be very hard to control every aspect of it. I mean, it can be done. A lot of companies do it. Um, but at the end of the day, that's that's not how we want to grow. We, we want to grow here in this market. And we think, you know, we've got a lot a, a lot of opportunities still left here over the next bunch of years. Tremendous amount of opportunity. That's great. You mentioned uh, customer experience several times. Uh, so what are some of the things that you're doing uh, to improve the customer experience uh, that maybe you weren't doing before that you, you know? Um, so uh, so you know, everything we do, 
you know, we, we, we constantly look at how we, like I said, you know, part of one of our values is excellence. We do it better. How do we constantly improve the customer experience? And um, so we're always looking for ways and, and you know, touch points, um, word tracks, um, just, you know, put yourself in the customer's shoes. You know, people are spending, you know, in our industry, an average size deal is, you know, give or take, it's about $10,000, right? An average size window project or project or bath project, whatever it might be. And, um, you know, for a lot of people, that's a lot of money. Let's, let's be honest with ourselves. This is not buying a gallon of milk at the supermarket. This isn't having a meal at the restaurant, you know, 150 bucks later, you know, that was okay. It's like, no, we want to guarantee that, you know, we want to ensure that when people, you know, sign a contract with us and, 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 and engage with us that, um, we deliver on the promise. So, you know, from the minute you call us, um, to set an appointment, um, whether we sell it or not, we do a follow-up. We don't do a rehash. We do a follow-up. Uh, if you do choose to buy from us, fantastic. You get a phone call the next day thanking you and telling you what to expect. In addition to, um, you know, an email, we call it the customer journey. So what we do is we have a map in our, in our building here that outlines, you know, the minute you touch us on the phone or you, you know, you engage with us on the web, however, you know, you want to make contact with us all the way through to the post-installation follow-up. There's a step for everything. There's a touch point for everything. Um, this is what you'll see. This is what you'll get. You know, obviously with COVID, the way it's affecting the pipeline for manufactured products, you know, there isn't a home improvement company out there that isn't, you know, way behind on their timelines. And, uh, you know, one of the things you're hearing from a lot of people is that, you know, a lot of people are canceling or a lot of people get very upset and, you know, they, they just flip out because, you know, hey, it's been you know, two months, three months, four months, depending on what they purchased or what the, you know, what the product might be. And um, so, you know, our goal, you know, we, we, once, once we realized that, you know, our timelines were going to be way outside the box from what we were originally, where we used to be six to eight weeks pre-COVID. Now it's, you know, twice that almost, um, you know, you got to let people know they haven't forgotten about them. So we touch them at every step, give them emailed updates, uh, text updates, let them know where, where, where they are in the quote unquote in the queue and when to expect to call from us and set up their installation. And, you know, so all these little things, you know, that's part of the customer journey. Um, so we think that's really important. You know, referral business is a big part of our business, repeats and referrals. So, you know, one of the, the only way you're gonna keep those people um, liking you is, you know, provide them with a wow experience. Yeah. I, I had heard this phrase the dark period the time you know when a sale happens to the time sure. the actual install happens and communication in between there is is something vital, that, vital. yeah absolutely 100 percent. do you do do you have any are you using like an automated system for this or are you having no we use our manual? crm which okay. is um lead perfection gotcha. but you know there's a lot of opportunities in there to do stuff um you know we actually got good you know we, we were forced to get good at it um just because you know how do you do this and how do you really make it super efficient um, you know, making phone calls, let, let's be honest with ourselves today, you know, you, unless you're calling from, you know, a company phone that that's, you know, a branded name or a branded, you know, caller ID, um, no one answers their phone anymore. Let's be honest. Everything is done electronically. You know, I buy stuff. I'm a consumer. I try to put myself in the shoes of our customer and, um, you know, how would I want to, I, I probably wouldn't answer the phone, but if you sent me an email or a text and you said, Hey, just let you know, you know, you're this far along and your, your, your products in the mix and it's being produced or it's being shipped or whatever it might be, um, depending, um, Hey, think, you know, at least I know you're thinking of me, especially if I wrote you a check for, you know, 
four or five, ten thousand dollars, whatever right. it might be. Right. And it's like, you know, it's you know, let's be honest with ourselves. Our our, our industry, you know, we have a reputation, unfortunately, that you know, a lot of people, you know, there's a lot of scams going on in this business in the home improvement sector. So you have to rise above that and let people know you have to be very transparent and very communicative. Because if you're not, they'll think you just took their money and then you'll spend all your time, you know, just um, you know, digging yourself out of a hole. So. Yeah, it's funny. You're 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 in my head, Peter. One of my one of my questions for you is, you know, what do you what do you think the biggest myth is about home improvement professionals? Well, you you know, home improvement and professionals is kind of like an oxymoron. Unfortunately, <laughs> there's a lot of um, there's a lot of people in our industry that are you know less than professional. Unfortunately, but it's kind of good for us because you know the bar is so low, and um, so when you do shine, you really do shine. Um, you know, so, you know, our reviews kind of speak for themselves online. And, um, you know, again, you know, we like I, like I said, we try to give our customer that wow experience. You know, we, we don't even put ourselves in the same ballpark or in the same arena as, you know, the, the, the typical, you know, contractor that, you know, doesn't have a facility, doesn't have, you know, a professional staff, doesn't, you know, have a, uh, you know, a system or a process, you know, it's, it's, you know, you ever see the movie The Money Pit? You know, way oh, back yeah. in the day, oh, yeah. long and and, uh, and Tom Hanks and it was you know the Shark Brothers. You know, that's that's the that's that's a reference we use around here. The Shark Brothers. You know, two weeks, and it's like <laughs> no, there's no such thing as two weeks. It's either now or it's you know give them a date, whatever. And um, so you know, yeah, we, we we pride ourselves in our professionalism, our, our ability to communicate with our customers, just the you know what we say, how we say it. You know, it, it's all part of the package. So. Yep. No, absolutely. And it's funny. Um, I, I, I live in Maryland now and, and you've probably seen Tin Men. Uh, oh yeah. I know, I, 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 yeah. It's a great movie. Yeah. Yep. Um, where, uh, you mentioned earlier about, you know, always staying abreast of kind of what's going on in the industry, what trends are and those kind of things. Where do you look for that kind of information best practices? Uh, you know, um, yeah. So I mean, I, you know, I, we listen to a lot of podcasts. I, I, my, both my partner and I listen to a lot of podcasts. We listen to not just industry specific, but like, you know, how to grow a company, how to, you know, Mike, whether it's Michael Gerber or somebody along those lines, um, you know, how, how to just, you know, how to grow a business. Cause let, let's be honest with ourselves, whether it's the home improvement industry or, you know, if I was making a, a widget or if I was, you know, owned a, a different type of company in a different type of industry, we all have the same problems. I mean, we all have the same, you know, we, we all face the same battles each and every day. Um, you know, just insert product here. Let's let's be honest with ourselves. So, you know, run, running a, a, a profitable, efficient, well-oiled machine, you know, whether it's windows and doors and whatever we do, or if I was an automotive automotive dealer or I owned a chain of restaurants, I mean, it's it's, it's all the same practices. So we're, we're constantly always, you know, looking for best, we always look for best practices, whether they're from our industry or not, it really doesn't matter, you know, building yep. a culture, that's not something that's home improvement specific. That's something that's, you know, business specific. So there's a lot of companies out there that have built great cultures. And, um, you know, so we look to, we look to those people and those type of organizations for ideas and, and inspiration and, and uh, just, you know, like, how can we do it better? That's, that, that's the number one question we ask ourselves around here every day. It's a journey. It's not a destination. And, um, you know, how can we do it better for the next time? Or how can we not make this mistake again? You know, do we have a flaw in our process? Do we have, did we miss a step? Did we, you know, is there something we should say that we're not saying? You know, we're constantly looking to to tweak stuff and and, and you know, 
just keep adding value every step of the way and every 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 day add more value to the organization. Yeah, that's great. What's what's one thing that you wish you had known uh, when you began your career? Oh my god. Yeah. <laughs> Is there one thing? <laughs> yeah, um as I get older, I'm starting to mellow a little bit and uh just learn from other people's mistakes. And listen, we're always going to make mistakes. We're always going to make them for the right reasons or the wrong reasons. We don't necessarily know, but um, we call it the price of education and uh, making mistakes is okay. Um, There isn't a person in, especially in the home improvement industry that hasn't made a boatload of mistakes throughout the years. You know, if you could actually, you know, if you you could quantify all those mistakes and put a dollar attached to them, you know, you'd you'd be a lot further along, but um, yeah, just becoming more, just becoming more patient, you know, one of the things that we don't say anymore is we don't say no. What we say is not yet. So if there's a good idea or a good product or something interesting, this, you know, let's go down this road or let's change lanes or whatever. You know, before we would we would be very quick to like, oh, that's you know, shiny penny or you know, let's let's go over there, let's, you know, chase the rabbit or whatever. And um, so now it's like, no, it's it's not yet. And let's look at it. Let's give it some thought. Let's do some research. Let's let's be less impulsive. Maybe it's patience, I guess. I don't know. Just, you know, we're just more careful about our decision making. We're, we're becoming a little bit more conservative. We're less volatile or less impulsive. So now we, 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 we look at things carefully. Sure, we, sure. We don't respond quickly either. Do you think that would have changed the trajectory of the company had you, you know, maybe been more oh, without conservative? Question. Question? We would have been a lot further along. Um, knowing what we know today, um, if, we knew, if we knew today, eight, seven, eight, ten years ago. Yeah, we would have made a few less mistakes and had you know less problems, but you know, that thing, you, you can't change the past. It, it is what it is and that's what you did and you just keep moving forward. So yep, that's no, all we can do. Absolutely. Is there is there anything um today that you know really keeps you up at night or or if not today, you know, three to five years ago, was there something that you know you worried about um as a business owner? Yeah, I mean, back, you know, b- before we had our before we had our systems really tight and we had, you know, we didn't have as much accountability, we had less accountability. You know, one of the things that you 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 were always concerned about or always was in the back of your mind is, you know, what's going on when you're, you know, one of the things that we don't have we don't have the um, luxury in our industry is that, you know, all our revenue is generated outside the four walls of your facility, right? Let's be honest, our, our sales guys are in the home yep. and our production teams are also in the home. And, you know, we don't have um, body cams in these guys. We don't have, um, you know, we don't have, you know, uh, a, a video of like, you know, play by play what's going on there. Um, so, yeah. So what's, you know, when, when you didn't have the systems and the processes and the accountability and the follow up and all the other stuff, you know, you didn't know what was going on. You know, were they saying the right stuff? Were they making promises we couldn't keep? Were were the guys showing up on time? Were they, you know, were they, were they being professional? Were they doing this? And yeah, those those are one of the things that used to um, keep me up. But now with all our systems in place, you know, we know exactly where everybody is. We've got a lot more technology we're using. Um, you know, we have a call center that, you know, follows up consistently, either, you know, same day or next day, depending um, for both installs and sales calls and so forth. So we, you know, our, our people know that we're, you know, we're, we're, we're watching what they do. We trust them, but, you know, Trust but verify, and this way we know. You know, again, it goes back to predictable outcomes. Um, 
you know, there's no freelancers and no cowboys in this company. You know, we have consistently, you know, unfortunately, you know, you have salespeople that think it's all about them. And um, one of the things we've learned is that, um, you know, over the past few years, we've, we've, we've let go some of our highest performing salespeople because they were cowboys. And, you know, they they would just, they would, they would do things or say things or make promises that were, um, you know, we, we couldn't actually deliver on the promise, unfortunately. And that's just, you know, that's not who we are. And they would get us in trouble. And it's like, I don't care how much you're putting on the top line. If you're creating havoc for everybody around here, um, you know, what good is that? That's, that's not doing, that's not benefiting anybody. So it's uh, knowing what's happening each and every day. That's probably the number one thing that, um, you know, we feel much more comfortable with now. Yeah. And, and uh, you know, before this, we had talked about, um, you know, how now you, you, you work on the business as opposed to in it. And I, and I love that. It's, it's something I believe in as well. Was that, did you come in with that mindset or was that something that, uh, you know, matured along the way? Um, no, it, it, it's mature. It's maturity. It's experience. It's maturity. It's getting burned. Um, you know, it's, uh, yeah, it, it's just, it's, it's, it's a, it's a natural progression. So. Yeah, that makes sense. So last, uh, last question here, as we wrap up, what advice do you give or would you give to others that are looking to take their business to the next level? Um, it's, it's going to go back to the fundamentals. It's, um, it's finding the right people, people that share the same value system as you do, um, people that are passionate and, and, and committed to what they're doing, um, people that actually love, you know, showing up for work every day, obviously. Um, you know, and it is processes and systems, again, predictable outcomes. Right? We think that's really important because one of the things that, you know, a, a lot of our a lot of our employees, you know, harp on us a little bit because we're always making change. We're always changing things and changing things. And it's like, I hate to use the word change because change for the change for the sake of just changing something is, is pointless. So we like to use the term evolve. So we're, we're constantly evolving. We're moving forward. Um, so that, you know, we, we're trying to make their lives better. We're trying to make their lives easier so that they don't have the stresses. Like, you know, every, everyone in this business knows you know, a, a customer calls you in the afternoon because they are upset about the installation or your sales guy was, you know, he was obnoxious or pushy or, you know, abrasive or whatever. Nobody wants those calls. And um, one of the things we've taught all our, our managers is that, listen, when you implement good systems and you, and you make sure your people are being held accountable each and every day and they're, and they're executing on the plan, these problems all go away. You know, I mean, they'll, they'll, they're not going to go away 100 percent just because there's, there's, there's the human elements. You know, people are flawed, unfortunately, but that's who we are. But at the end of the day, people, you know, if, if you can leave at the end of the day and say, yeah, we're all covered here. You know, I know all my installs went great today. You know, all my all my sales calls are covered. You know, I, I know no one's off the rails. It's like you go home and it gives them a quality of life and then they can go home. They can enjoy their family. They can enjoy their downtime. And they come back to work every day, refreshed and ready to go, and you know, with a positive attitude. And it just, you know, it just transcends the environment, the entire corporate environment. It's you know, when when they're when when they feel like they've accomplished something and they've got success, we, we all win. Everybody wins. Customer wins. Company wins. Employees win. Everybody wins. And that's and that's our that's our each goal each and every day. It's you know, let's let's uh, let's get in front of our problems or try to eliminate them so they don't happen. You know, we always say we're always looking around corners. And that that 
goes back to, you know, we, we were constantly trying to do it better. We're trying to like look at how can this not happen again? You know, who wants to get a call at seven in the morning or at uh, Sunday morning at, you know, eight o'clock or, or Saturday night and, you know, whatever. No, nobody wants those calls. Nobody wants to deal with that stuff. And, it, and if you do it, if you, if you, if you do all your blocking and tackling, you know, you'll minimize those substantially. Yeah. Great advice. Uh, Peter, really appreciate it. We are about out of time here. So just want to tell you, thank you. Uh, obviously wish you the most uh, success. I don't, I don't know that you need my wishing. I think you've put a lot of good systems and processes in place here and obviously have a have a proven track record of success. But uh, I'm excited to, to follow you and, and see, you know, what the company does and uh, how your vision takes shape. So anyways, wanted to tell you, thank you very much. Appreciate you joining us. Thank you, Tom. Have a great day. Thanks again. Well, that'll do it for today's show. I truly hope you enjoyed this episode of Leaps and Bounds. If you did, be sure to leave us a five-star rating and review and subscribe to the podcast. We look forward to bringing you more exclusive conversations with some of the most successful home improvement leaders. If you're interested in learning more about Leap, be sure to check us out at leapdigital.com or follow us on our social channels. Until next time, see ya.